Welcome to Inside Out. Without prejudice or boundaries, this space is for raw and vulnerable conversations surrounding health, mental well-being, relationships, parenthood, and so much more. Our goal is to deliver a conversation that will educate and empower you through shared experiences told by inspiring and relatable guests. My name is Chris. I'm a wife, mum, and stepmom who is on a personal journey that cultivates a life of alignment and intention. I hope these conversations encourage you to do the same. Let's dive deep into today's episode. Hello, my lovelies. Welcome back to Inside Out. It has been a hot minute and I do apologize. I have been on holidays, okay? And outside of that, I am busy as fuck, but I am here and bringing you weekly apps from today until the new year. And I'm so excited to bring you all the coming guests. However, today's episode is a big one. We are talking polyamory. We're talking open relationships, conscious uncoupling, female health, sexuality, all the fucking things, right? So this is not an episode for little ears. Mama's warning you now, please put some headphones in your ears and do not listen with little minds present. I want you to tune into this episode with an open heart and an open mind. Sindra Banks is an embodiment coach and she is a self-love advocate and she is incredible with her knowledge and wisdom and her power in herself, right? And the, the, the life that she is choosing to live with action and intention and alignment with who she's here to be. And I absolutely love this conversation. So let's dive into today's episode. Thank you so, so much for joining me on Inside Out today. I am absolutely wrapped to have you on here to share your story, all the things about you. So let's um, dive into a little bit on you. Can you share who you are, what you do, all the things? Amazing. Well, thank you for having me uh, first up. Uh, My name's Sindra. My pronouns are she, her. I live here in Newcastle on Orbicle land uh, and a bit about me. I spend most of my days talking about sex and pleasure. Really yeah. terrible. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I uh, work with a lot of women around reconnecting to their pleasure, reconnecting to their sexual selves, and also supporting them to take that into their relationships if they have one. And we do a lot of that through embodiment work. So I am an embodiment facilitator, which means practices to be in your body so movement breath and self-pleasure amazing so talk to me about when sexuality came first like like obviously we all go through puberty as young girls and we go through these experiences that shift and change us however for me sexuality the the key pieces that landed for me and what what I wanted and pleasure wise and you know sex what that looked like in my life didn't really happen until very late, like adulthood. So talk to me about when you first discovered your own sexuality and talk to me about what you do in, in your needs and your desires and how you have explored that over the last probably decade, I would imagine, of, of adulthood. Mm, yeah, such a good question. I'll go back to when I came out, I guess, like in my kind of early 20s, I fell in love with a woman and then I was like, oh, okay, so I guess I'm not straight. Uh, <laughs> and that was quite a journey of kind of finding my identity sexuality-wise and exploring a different kind of intimacy, part of intimacy. And I mainly had relationships with women for about 10 years and kind of towards the, the back end of my second long-term female-female relationship, I started 
feeling like there was more to explore for myself personally and also in partnered intimacy Mm -hmm. and this desire for expansion sexually. So when that relationship ended, I did some really deep diving into my own pleasure and self-intimacy and even thinking about kinks and things that had been in my head for a very long time and I thought maybe it would never be possible, I started opening up to the possibility of like, oh, I wonder what that would be like and if I was to shape my desires around these edges, maybe that would feel a bit more expansive. Maybe I'd feel a bit more fulfilled. So I kind of went on this really big journey when I did get divorced then and I had a yoni mapping session, which really changed the game for me, like sexually, like sexual energy wise. Yeah. So for those that don't know what yoni mapping is, can you dive into what Mm. that actually is and explain? Yeah. So it is a, essentially a yoni, well, a full body massage that you do naked and the, the whole intention behind it is to A, open to sensation in all areas there's a lot of a lot of areas in our body where we are quite numb or we hold either trauma or just kind of stuck energy in different places and also to teach you about your anatomy and where you do have a lot of sensation where you don't and there's a lot of stuck emotions in our vulvas so working to release some of that and so I had that session and I just bawled my eyes out like I was just like an absolute mess after that session and the horniest I'd ever been following that. So great. (laughs) It just released so much in me and I felt so open. So when I then started to look for a new relationship, I had such a clear idea of what I wanted to be calling in and what I wanted to explore. I wanted to explore open relating. I wanted to explore kinks and BDSM. I wanted to explore, just basically blow blow my intimacy life apart. The, every single thing that I thought that it should have been or it could have been or would have been, yeah. I just wanted to be like, cool, let's just create this new intimacy map. And through that exploration, I grew so, like, all the, I've always done self-development work for a really long time. And, yeah, sure, that gets you to a certain point. <clears throat> However... When I started to explore my intimate life and expand that, honestly, the self-development, self-growth in that was like exponentially more than anything I've ever done in my entire life. Yeah. So when you first entered your relationship with another woman, were you aware that you were bi or were you, did you think, oh, cool, I'm a lesbian now? And then did you have that uh, that piece of identity with you for that relationship? And that just opened up the doors after the second one? Super confused, to be honest. I had in my mind some desires and fantasies about around being with a woman. The first woman that I explored with and we were in a relationship for a couple of years, she was very much a lesbian uh, and very, very much wanted me to fit into that box. Yeah, okay, yep. Uh, however... Uh, there was always a desire to be with a penis bearing human too. So mm-hmm. I definitely tried to fit into the lesbian box for a little while. However, yeah, I do like the D. So <laughs> <laughs> that didn't quite work out. <laughs> yeah. So was that relationship monogamous? 
Yeah. And how did, did that feel constrictive? Like, did, is that where you first noticed like, oh, this feels really restrictive for me. I don't feel good. Is, is that how the door sort of opened to exploring other alternatives? Probably not in that first relationship because I was really finding my feet uh, sexuality wise. However, in my marriage, um, I was married to a woman for uh, five years. In that, I did start to feel constricted by monogamy. Yes. Mm -hmm. And there there was an approach to open it up that didn't really work with my partner at the time. So that was okay. However, there was definitely that desire there to start to expand and explore. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. So interesting. And tell me when the, when you started essentially sleeping with both men and women, Mm -hmm. was that something that you only stepped into in a monogamous relationship with or how did that go? Yeah. So, um, when I met, um, the next person that I was, was with Luke, we were very, very intentional about setting up our relationship to encompass this expansion so I basically said to him hey I I don't want to be monogamous so like if you want to be with me then we're doing non-monogamy basically um because I was just so clear about what I want and what I needed Mm. uh yeah so pretty much off off the out off the total outset we started open relating and had he done that in the past no neither has done in the past so there was a lot of education like I was reading books and I can recommend you know resources to anyone who does want to get into this I was listening to podcasts and just really like educating myself so we had no idea what we were doing at all um we were just like well let's just see where this goes yeah so specifically we're talking about polyamory yeah so we actually just started off open relating so the difference between I guess just general ethical non-monogamy or open relating is that you you don't have other relationships so like sexual relationships yes however um kind of keeping it more to like a casual kind of vibe Mm -hmm. as opposed to polyamory means having like more than one relationship so that came later (laughs) yeah so with the open relationships like so you you're fucking other people yeah is what boundaries were like for like were there rules and boundaries really fiercely in place that like mm. neither of you could break and did someone ever break one mm. unintentionally like how did that look how did you mm. set that up we we started with a lot of rules and boundaries and quickly realized that they don't really work and they can be quite limiting mm. and i think a lot of times people getting into open relating can set these rules rules and boundaries out of fear, um, out of, you know, potential jealousy or potential hurt. And the thing is that any relationship, whether it's monogamous or not monogamous, is going to have hurt, is going to have jealousy. So I think just releasing that a little bit and having a few less strict boundaries and rules, I mean, absolutely, we broke, like a ton of them straight away like one of them was let's not fuck our friends um <laughs> however you know like well you know where we live like it's relatively small so. yeah. <laughs> and then you attract friends that are kind of like open as well and so yeah. that very quickly quickly went out the window that rule yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but like, it, it, like, was there a line drawn for like intimacy in terms of like cuddling or like mm. sleepovers and things like that? There was like, what? How did that look? Yeah, we did have one about sleepovers uh, at the start, and that did actually, that did actually follow through because it just didn't really feel like it necessary at the time to mm. do that. So, yeah, we did have a couple of really loose boundaries. However, we just decided that it was probably best not to have any really strict boundaries and then we could talk about things as they came up and communicate things even in the moment. So, like, the main thing was no breath play with anyone else, so no choking with, like, a random person because that's pretty involved. (laughs) Um, And also you know, around sexual protection, like using a condom. That was kind of our main, our main things in the end. So yeah. they, they were the ones that we would kind of stick to. Yeah. And like, obviously you two would be really secure beings in terms of jealousy and ego and doing all the inner work to ensure that like your insecurities weren't coming up. But like, hypothetically, one of you was out, the other one was at home and like, one of you found someone to fucking take home with you. Like, Mm. how does that communication piece work? Hey, like a quick text. Hey, go on and fuck someone, be home a bit later. Like, (laughs) how does that play out in a, like what seems like, like the home relationship Mm. and those, like did those insecurities somehow like come up with that ever Mm. activated in Mm. little moments like that? Absolutely. I mean, I think number one, jealousy is normal and if we just allow it to come up and allow it to process through then it's not a big thing so yes jealousy came up all the time and for me it was a beautiful invitation to go within and to see okay well what what, what's that showing in me yeah what like what is that illuminating for me you know where 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 in me am I feeling unworthy right now and that's that's my work right there um yeah, no, like, sporadic situations that we weren't both involved in. <laughs> often often we were both, like, there and then we kind of had a bit of an eye, a bit of an eye contact, like, are you good? Are you good? Yep, let's do this. We, <laughs> we, <laughs> we're pretty, like, kind of in sync and, and work pretty well like that. So, yeah, I don't remember any specifics. However, there was one time when Luke went on a coffee date and then ended up... Um, sleeping with this person and that really like kind of brought up some stuff in me big time what specifically like was it because it was just like an expectation Mm. I think I was in I think you know why I think I was like in my period (laughs) (laughs) you can blame the period for everything right yeah and it just brought up something in me and I was really upset and then I you know, said that to him. However, then I went and sat with it and I was like, actually, I don't really mind. And that's actually totally okay. And I'm not really sure. I think it brought up in me because they did something that I wouldn't do. And I was like, oh, that's like Mm -hmm. challenging me on an ego level of like, oh, I wouldn't do that. Yes. Mm, and I was like, oh, okay. I need to like sit with this and like really feel that and let it process through. Yeah. And then when it did, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm actually really sorry for overreacting. Right. Afterwards, yeah. I just needed to express that. It triggered me because it's like that I wouldn't do. So <laughs> I needed to just sit with it and let it 
like run through me and then I'm like oh actually that's that's really fun so when did it change from open to poly what like what was the was there a big pivotal moment where you're like okay we're like we're going to the next level but also mm. the next levels, it's almost like two monogamous relationships is that correct mm. well no we're still like uh so my yeah so we, we're all everyone's open everyone was Ooh. open yeah. um my yeah I fell in love with the woman um <laughs> so I started dating Lou uh last year and it started off like a very casual kind of like we would go on a few dates and we would kind of sleep together pretty regularly it became a pretty regular thing and then I started to listen to podcasts about polyamory and read books about polyamory <laughs> because I'm like I really do want to make this like a relationship with her and I think I have the capacity to hold that Mm. and um I was in Byron just on a solo trip last year and like Luke and I were having a relationship check-in meeting and he's like you want to be polyamorous don't you and I was like uh yeah I do and he's like Cinder like all you've been reading and talking about is polyamory for like months so I knew that that you wanted to be that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so funny um and so then I came back and asked Lou to be my girlfriend which is like super weird conversation to have as an adult like we my girlfriend uh yeah. and yeah then we did polyamory well we yeah this is really interesting it's a whole other thing yeah so let's dive into that what does that look like in terms of like married and then also having a girlfriend and does Luke have a partner as well how does that a work is that like, <laughs> is there like they're like this is pure dense question coming at you yeah, yeah. that is in a monogamous <laughs> relationship no, forever great. until I die yeah. um but super curious and mm. loving these answers so yeah exactly how does it work is there like shifts or like weeks or like do you have a schedule Mm. (laughs) (laughs) so there's so many different ways that you can do polyamory um and many different even ways that you can do it under the the big way if you know what I mean so the the way that we kind of started was more of a traditional style polyamory where you have a primary relationship which generally is like with your nesting partner, which is the person that you live with. Um, And so that was Luke and I, obviously. And then Lou and I would just kind of find a couple of nights through the week. And it was just kind of a bit random to begin with, to be honest, because we were still feeling into what worked and I wanted to give her her independence and also manage like Luke and I's relationship. And to be honest, it was pretty hard. Like the first kind of few months was so clunky and just kind of finding where we all fit. And Luke didn't want to have another partner. So he was just with me, however, still open. And Lou and I were open. So like I was still fucking other people and so was she. And so managing a lot of relationships and for me going between two houses and all of the things and some really fucking challenging conversations, you know, like polyamory is definitely a way to get really good at communication because you're <laughs> constantly having these, these, yeah, conversations and really about big things, you know, big feelings and um, yeah, so interesting and so expansive and so challenging and also so great. Like I, 
I personally felt just like, oh, this is just works for me so well. Having, you know, like the masculine energy and a feminine energy and being able to explore all parts of my sexuality. Oh, it just was, it felt like really great for me. Uh, and then this year, um, yeah, Luke and I actually separated a little while ago. So yeah, now, you know, Lou and I are kind of doing, I guess, more of a primary thing. Yeah. However, we kind of got to the point with, with Luke and I and Lou and I, that we were kind of doing more of a, um, non-hierarchical polyamory. So we were doing more of a shared, a shared time thing where I'd spend kind of equal amounts with each. That's kind of where we got to in the end. Uh, So now it's all switched around and now I'm, yeah, I'm living with Lou and Luke and I still work together. So it's like almost polyamorous in the sense that like Luke and I are best friends and we still work together and we have a great friend relationship, like amazing. So do you still have sex and stuff? We don't. Um, We don't. I, I, I was like, okay, I think we need to just kind of like, separate out a little bit Mm. in that respect just because I know personally for me that you know intimacy can be quite emotional and I didn't want things to start to get messy so yeah but we're like besties like we hung out last night and watched RuPaul's Drag Race um together and yeah so I'm really excited to kind of cultivate that you know relationship and in polyamory they call it D de-escalating de-escalating I think so like your relationships you know you don't have to go from being married to like nothing yeah you can kind of de-escalate and go down to like being friends Mm -hmm. or being friends at cuddle or being friends at fuck like it's this whole concept of like well you can move like partnerships up and down depending on where you are like sometimes people might not live together but they'll still be married or things like that so I like polyamory for that reason that you can kind of have this different way of seeing relationships Mm. and they don't have to die out, especially if you have such a great connection. Mm. Did Mm. you ever find, so like, say like Christmas time and stuff, like Mm. what did you guys do on Christmas and birthdays? Did Luke and Lou overlap? Like were were you ever like sitting at the dinner table together? And how did that feel like for him? Did he have like feelings expressed to you? Mm. Like how did that make you feel? Did you like having them in the same room? Did that Mm. happen? There's a lot of questions in that sentence there. Sorry. No, it's great. So yeah, so like they get along really well together and there was definitely times when it felt so great to have them both in the one place. I was like, oh, my God. Like my two favorite people are in the same place and they're all over me and it's like really nice and um, we're all getting along really well together and it's so much fun. And then then there was times when I felt like I was pulled and I couldn't totally be affectionate with this person. I couldn't probably be with this person. And it was just like a bit like energetically for me too much. So Did you ever um, sleep with them both at the same time? No. No, we're pretty we're pretty good with that. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was kind of this this fluid thing where we did a lot of things together and then not a lot together, and we kind of found what worked for us. Mm. Uh Christmas time, Lou went away actually. So that that kind of <laughs> took that took that out of the equation. Uh and 
Yeah, it's just a, a constant checking in, I think, and just kind of seeing where everyone's at. Like we had a great party that we went to a few months ago. We set the intention, just like, let's just have fun. Like the three of us just going and having a great time. And we really did and supported each other in different kind of things that came up at the party. And it was just a really great time. And then there was times when it was just like, oh God, this is this is just really challenging. <laughs> How did you go with conversations um, like you're in Newcastle? For me, it's a bit of a fishbowl. It's a very yeah. small, not I shouldn't say small-minded because there's so much openness here and expansion here, but I do feel like there is a lot of limitations in terms of how open people wish to be mm. with their thoughts and, and decisions. And I'm curious to know how did you, when you made these decisions with Luke and, and then bringing Lou into this as well, is this something you went and shared with everyone straight away? Like, hey, well, let's tell everyone we know. Or did you slowly integrate that conversation with family and friends? And how did that look? I share a lot of like really personal stuff on my Instagram. So for me, sharing that on socials was very natural and normal. I'm pretty sure I shared it like pretty soon after we started opening. Like I've spoken a lot about that on my Instagram and about the polyamory stuff as well. So always just got some really great questions and really supportive people around me that know mm-hmm. me and know that what I'm what I'm like, I suppose. So I've never really had any pushback, to be honest. Like my family, right. um, <laughs> I, I block them on everything because there was a lot of pushback around just everything that I was doing. I mean, I talk about sex for a living, so... it's nice a bit of separation between family and social media yeah 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 they don't really understand polyamory they don't really understand open relating they don't which is totally okay I am like you know what that's okay it's not for you you don't need to understand it you just need to know that I'm happy yeah uh friends again I think my friends are just like oh sinners are doing cinder things and (laughs) (laughs) And it's really cool because through sharing that on socials, I have, and, you know, Luke and I, Lou and I have met some amazing people in our community that will just come up to us and want to talk about it and want have really interesting questions to ask. And I'm so open to answering questions because I feel like it's really important to show people that they can have whatever relationship they choose to have. Mm. even if that's monogamy there's so many ways that you can do monogamy Mm. you know it's like a relationship by design how do you want to be in your relationship how do you want to feel and how do you want to shift and evolve and expand and move with that relationship so yeah I think it's been really cool to actually put it out there and then have people come and ask and want to talk about it Mm. uh and meet people who are in similar situations that maybe keep it a bit more on the down low and have them be like, wow, it's so great to know that you guys are doing this and we can talk to you about it and share our experience because, you know, open relating is a whole other thing. (laughs) And it's nice to have people in the community that you can share that with. Yeah, so to just narrow it down for me. So if your polyamory is... You are you open still, but you have. Is, can you have three like relationships? Like, is there you can have as many as you want? Yeah, cool. So, like, is there a number? Is there a limit that like changes it to a different name, or do you have like 
that's you can have as many relationships or be in love with as many beings as you choose and then you uh, have an open relationship with each is that how it's sort of so, so this is where it gets really confusing so then some people do like polymono so some of their some of their polyamorous relationships would be monogamous oh okay like I guess except for your other partner like that but you you like you two would be monogamous yeah it's a (laughs) it's a whole being in is not open when you're at that person's house like I'm so like I'm not confused this is great (laughs) I'm I'm digesting this right so just so just say Luke so just say Luke and I were still together and then I'm together with Lou so Lou and I might choose to be monogamous as in like, I'm still with Luke and she would have one other partner, but we don't fuck anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So like we could be, yeah, we could be kind of like monogamous in that relationship as in not bring anyone else in, not be anyone else except for our other partners. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) And then you could have as many relationships, relationships as you wanted to be, but like, I'll tell you right now that two was many. So I can't imagine being with three people uh, at yeah. all. Uh, well, I feel like one's be- a lot. So <laughs> like, you know, one's a lot and then you add a second and it's like all these feelings and emotions and then all your own activations or triggers for that relationship. And like, oh, it's you're a busy gal. You've been busy. A- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And then, I've you know, I've got some people that I, like FWBs, like friends with benefits. I've got a few yeah. people that I kind of play with as well on the yeah, regular. Right. So it's pretty fun, to be yeah. honest. Like it is really hard and challenging and it's also really fun and expansive and exciting for me. Yeah, of course. There's mm. so much adventure to it and explore- mm. exploration and like what's going to happen today. Like that's that's exciting, right? It's mm. not the mundane, mediocre lifestyle and I think that it's absolutely amazing that you have made those like made your desires come to fruition like you have not sat in the backseat of your life you just been yeah. like I want this I'm getting it cool how do I do that great you know always yeah what you want really yeah cool. yeah and to be able to stand behind myself like there's so much pressure on women to be a certain way to be a certain way in relationship to be a certain way with their sexuality to be a certain way with asking for what they want or owning their desires to be a certain way in the bedroom and you know like the whole slut shaming thing and just to be able to flip that on its head and be like yeah like I do enjoy sex and that's okay and it's more than okay to talk about it and it's more than okay to ask for what I want Mm -hmm. and to shape and create a life that is full of desire and pleasure rather than that taking the back seat and everything else kind of you know, just it's getting lost in everyday life. And honestly, like it's just changed my life so much. And I can see with my clients, I just had a client message me last night um, and we've been working a lot on self-pleasure with her. And she said her business is exponentially like more busy with all the self-pleasure that we've been doing and calling yeah. that business and those clients oh, yeah. in. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So it's, it's yes, it's just sex. However, it spills out into every single aspect of our lives. So my life is just like totally different than what it, what it was before I started doing 
all of this exploration and playing you don't need to open up your relationship to do it either it's there's so many aspects you can explore within your monogamy or even just like within yourself yeah Mm. so what's the first like you get a new client they're coming to you because for whatever what's probably the common theme that you've received when you've got new clients and then what are the first things that you start to do to introduce pleasure wise Mm. or self-love wise Mm. to support them on their healing journey most common thing like honestly most common thing is just feeling disconnected to their sex drive uh not having very much partnered intimacy not being able to orgasm feeling like they've lost their libido feeling numbness in uh their vulva and just feeling a bit over it mm-hmm. like a bit just I'm well I'm kind of over, I'm over intimacy I don't want to have sex I, I just I'm not driven to it I just want to reconnect and find myself again for most women most of my clients well, a lot of my clients have had kids so the first thing that we do is reconnect and that might look like placing one hand on their vulva and one hand on their heart every day and just breathing and just being in their body and actually slowing down Mm. for one minute five minutes and just breathing into their body and being in their body Mm. and that like action of just holding yourself in that space and breathing can make a massive difference like it sounds like the smallest thing however I've got a client who started doing it and she's like for the first time in my life I have felt a sensation in my vulva wow with just putting my hands on it putting my hand on my heart and just breathing like for the first time in my life I've never actually felt it's never felt like it's had a pulse it's never felt like it's had any kind of energy and all of a sudden it's just like I'm connected and I'm feeling this energy opening up amazing yeah that's so incredible like yeah it's so interesting and do so you obviously incorporate reiki and things like that into your work Mm -hmm. so what other methods or modalities do you work with with your clients a lot of embodiment so a lot of um embodied movement so a lot of dance a lot of uh because uh energy gets really stuck in our pelvis Mm -hmm. and it can actually block you having orgasms having pleasure having sensation so really shifting that energy from the pelvis and from the hips. Uh, so a lot of movements, um, a lot of meditation, visualization, journaling practices, tapping, uh, EFT, a lot of self-pleasure mm. with all different sensations, tools, techniques, playlists, a lot of self-pleasure homework. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I do Reiki as well in our coaching. So just to unblock and get some intuitive clarity on what's going on as well. So like, you know, you can talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. However, your body knows, your body has that wisdom. So being able to tap into that is really nice kind of just to bring that in throughout for our coaching together. And yeah, just listening and allowing them to listen to themselves for a change yeah amazing (laughs) so great i'll put all the details in the show notes for all your um website and things like that instagram um one final topic that i do want to go into which we've Mm -hmm. just touched on before is the conscious uncoupling Mm -hmm. so you and luke having such a successful relationship and marriage and now separating you know going your own ways um and that remaining still friends what are some 
how how does how did it look when it first came up? Has this been something naturally that has organically sort of taken where you both had the same mutual decision of consciously uncoupling, or is one of you being like, "This is we're not just going to break up. We need to consciously uncouple." <laughs> what does that mean? You know what I mean? How Absolutely. does that? Yeah. Mm. How does that look? So luckily, we we have experience with this through our work. So Luke and I work together. We do relationship and intimacy coaching together, and we have helped a couple of couples consciously uncouple Mm -hmm. uh in the past so knowing that has been a massive advantage and knowing what can come up and what needs to be talked about and what needs to be worked on you know has been huge also we have a relationship counselor and we have for the last year basically so she's been essential and amazing as well it was something that my body told me (laughs) that needed to happen uh over the last couple of years, I've really like worked on my intuition and trusting myself and trusting my my body. So logically, it didn't really make sense um, because there is so much love there for each other and so much love for our relationship. Mm-hmm. However, my body was just telling me it's 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 time. It's time you've done what you need to do together, and it's time to close the loop because I was shutting down uh in intimacy with Mm. with him and I just knew I was like oh okay that's that's my body telling me that it's time and we worked on it for probably six months with our counselor and did all the things and really fucking showed up like so amazingly for it all and yeah it got to the point for me where I was like I think I'm ready to wrap this up and it was a really hard it was hard and easy. It was easy in, in the way that I felt very aligned to my choice. Mm. However, obviously hard because I just love Luke so much and he's an incredible human. So that was, that was really hard. And then we spoke about it and, you know, he was very understanding, however, not quite on the same page as me. However, understanding and supportive that I needed to make that choice and, So we just spoke about what it could be like because the whole of our relationship has been very much different than a a usual or a normal relationship. So we spoke about what could a, our version of a breakup look like uh, and what elements of our relationship would we like to retain, like the friendship and the business relationship and just kind of that, that team kind of aspect. We were an amazing team. So yeah, it was, it was really challenging and uh, as any separation or breakup is, however, you know, he, he helped me move out and yeah, as I said, we spent last night watching RuPaul's Drag Race together. We're, we're pretty much best friends and I know that we will, we will remain that we, we have a great time together. So yeah, just a lot of communication and and honoring space uh checking in with each other and just kind of seeing where we're at and we're having a a a ceremony on the weekend where we're gonna write a letter to each other and then kind of share that and do something around our wedding rings and Mm -hmm. just to kind of symbolize closing that loop and really honoring that yeah this beautiful journey that we had over the last kind of four years or so so Mm, it's been unlike any breakup I've ever ever had in my entire life also because I still have another partner (laughs) yeah so how have you processed feelings with Lou have you been like you know have you 
I imagine you are so hyper aware of your feelings and in tune with your body that there wouldn't be as much processing as people that aren't doing inner work, right? However, there's still feelings there and there's still loss and separation and change, right? Mm. So have you gone through all of that with her being your, you know, her shoulder for you to cry on? Yeah. And, and then for her, there's been a lot of stuff that's come around the breakup as well. So having to experience and hold space for that and hold space for Luke and hold space for myself a lot of holding space uh <laughs> and <laughs> and just allowing myself to feel those moments where I do feel you know those harder feelings come up mm-hmm. and actually taking myself to the beach or taking myself into a room to just lay down and hold myself and give myself the space that I need mm-hmm. And yes, I processed a lot somatically through my body before we even had the conversation. I, as I said to you before, um, I was sick for a whole month in the lead up to us, like separating. Yeah, your body. My was body, crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So interesting. So, mm, so in that month, you know, there was a lot of emotions. There was a lot of processing because I was so sick and yeah that was like really fascinating actually my, my body was like okay let's let's get down let's yeah, let's first and the I, weather, then the brick then the truck yeah honestly I was so <laughs> snotty like I, it's so disgusting like, I've never I've never had this amount of snot and I was just like it's just all releasing yes wow mm. that's insane mm. So my next question is, and it might be too soon, so tell me if I'm crossing boundaries, but what's next for you? Are you, so Lou will be your primary poly relationship and then you're open to another poly relationship? Yeah, I don't know. My other poly poly relationship right now is my business. Yeah. So... (laughs) That is that is kind of my my baby at the moment and my my real focus because one of our big goals is to move to Bali next year. So nice. I am on the absolute muscle, which is magic hustle, I call it, uh-huh. uh, to make that happen. So probably not at the very minute. I'm very open to exploring with other penis-bearing humans because that's fun. Mm. However... Yeah, definitely probably not looking to get straight back into a second relationship. Mm. I think just allowing myself to settle, you know, in a new space. And now I live with Lou as well. So, you know, feeling into what that is for us. And yeah, I'm also doing some study at the moment. So there's a lot going on for me. So I think it's just kind of like taking a step back, letting myself just feel into it. And sure, if someone amazing comes along and that falls into my path, then I'd absolutely consider it. However, right now, my focus is heal and settle and just really nurturing and nourishing myself. It's been a really big kind of six months. Yeah, that's exactly. I cannot imagine the processing that you've gone through over the last few months and being so unwell as well. Like there is so much recovery and healing for you right now. Mm. Um, 
it's incredible how successful you are in terms of your identity and sense of self. I love it so freaking much. And I love that you are supporting so many women and, and because it's a ripple effect, right? You don't just support the woman, you support her children, her children's children, her partner, her parents, her sister. Like there is a ripple effect with this work when you coach someone and you transform whether it's their sexuality or their life or whatever aspects, it's going to ripple into other areas and then ripple into that person, uh, the next person, the next person, the next person. So, you know, the fact that you have found yourself, discovered and expanded and explored, done all the, sh- done all the shit, right, the deep, dark shit that you had yeah. to do to get to where you are <laughs> and then now doing that for other people, mm. it's just such beautiful work. Like, it's so commendable. Thank you. Yeah, I honestly feel like I'm exactly where I need to be with my work and in my life. It, mm. When I get to coach women around self-pleasure and they have these aha moments of feeling themselves the first time and seeing themselves in the mirror for the first time. Yeah. And I have amazing texts just all the time, these big aha moments. It's just, yeah, it's like exactly where I need to be. And I'm just so grateful to to be here and be sharing it with you and your audience as well. It's just yeah. always amazing to connect with other women as well in this space so absolutely it is it's so great well thank you so much for coming on today it's been a pleasure to talk to you and I'm very excited for everyone to hear this episode thank you it's been so fun I yeah I just I just love this conversation and if anyone has any questions for me like just reach out on my dms I'm always kind of up for a chat and I have lots of resources to share if anyone needs any kind of extra support around this stuff there's so much great stuff out there so more than happy to share it as well absolutely and i'll put all your details in the show notes so they can find you and ask those questions i am interested to know what questions are coming up for people as they listen to this and what feelings they might be having i know for me in the past no longer now but in the past if i have had a had overheard a conversation such as this one i would have had that ickiness you'd be like oh that's new. Oh, I don't like it. And I'm intrigued to know how many of my listeners are having those similar feelings. And if you are lean into those feelings, get really curious and then ask some questions. Like we're both here to support you guys through that. So ask the questions and let's find out why, why you've got that feeling and why that, um, that ego might be coming up, you know? Mm, absolutely. <laughs> it's always an invitation when that comes up, you know? Yes. I love yeah. the shadow work. Any shadow, bring it forward for yeah. me. Bring it up. <laughs> so great. Well, thank you so much, babe. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Inside Out. I really want to grow in this space and make sure these stories and experiences are heard. If this episode resonated with you, I would love to hear from you. Please leave me a review and hit subscribe to ensure you don't miss our next conversation. Please also join me on Instagram and let me know what you thought about this episode at Inside Out with Chris. I can't wait to share more with you really soon.